What's up, everybody? It's your boy Flash from ALWT Gaming, aka Malachi36. I am riding solo today. Um, Mildew and Carrot, it's the nine ball, Gravity Mark, all the rest. They were not able to make it for today's stream, but that is a okay. The show must go on. Uh, this is our episode 33 for season two, uh, All Things Gaming of 2022, uh, on September 20th, Tuesday. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. Um, hopefully everyone's been good. Hopefully we've been uh, you guys have been gaming, be able to get inside some new stuff, uh, some Tokyo Game Show uh, announcements. Um, one of the things that we were going to talk about, discuss today, was what we had actually visualized. I'm mean, not visualized, but what we actually reacted to this past what was it Thursday? This past Thursday, and we saw some good uh, stuff come out of the uh, TGS right there. Um, but we also wanted to uh, kind of give our thoughts about each game that we saw, uh, the good, the bad, and all that good stuff. But we're going to have to probably save that for another time if we do uh, revisit that. Um, but yeah, but every, everything's been good with me lately. For anyone that's been uh, tuning in or checking in, the, over the weekend, for me, my son, it was his birthday. So Saturday was a whole bunch of just celebration, uh, hanging out with the family and all of that good stuff. So it was definitely good for me to actually see my cousin uh, not my cousin, what am I talking about? I'm, it's definitely good for me to see my nephew um, for the first time in ever, literally ever. That was actually my first time actually ever seeing him. So definitely that was really cool. Um, I got to see my brother-in-law, my sister, uh, all my sisters. Got to see my brother for a bit. So definitely some good times there. Uh, give me one second while I'm logging inside to our, ooh, that's the wrong one, to our thing here. Oh, that's why. Okay. I thought it was a little weird. For some reason, it wasn't working, but I think I got it now. There we go. And give me one sec. I'm just gonna set up the, the chat, so that way, if you guys do happen to chat on in, I can see it. Um, so uh, I actually got a new case, not any new guts or anything like that, but I got a new case, um, and with that, I'm I'm assuming. It had messed with some of my settings from previously for some reason. Uh, no, I don't think it should have, but I think it did. So that's the reason why it's a little, little weird. Um, but everything should be good to go now. I just got that all set up. So if you guys are inside the chat or swinging by, feel free to comment it in, and we'll have a discussion uh, via this way. Um, but you guys didn't come here to hear me ramble about this. You guys came here for some video game news and updates. And today's probably going to go a little quicker because, again, there's not going to be a whole lot of audio discussion. It's just really me just kind of filibustering, if you will. Uh, but at the same time, there's really not a whole lot of news. So um, we might be getting done here probably in like 45 minutes or less. Uh, but story number one, if you guys not had heard about it, there is a new PS5 uh, that's coming and uh, that's in development right now. One of the people that was uh, brought this up to light was Eddie Mackich from GameSpot. Uh, a new version of PlayStation 5 will be released in 2023 featuring a detachable disk drive, according to a new report from Tom Henderson and Insider Gaming. Henderson uh, reported that the console will launch about a year from now in September 2023. Sources told the site that the new model of the PS5 has been in production since the PS5 launched in uh, November 2020. The newer model will, quote unquote, almost identical, identical Oh, the new model will, will be almost identical to the existing one, but with a detachable disk drive. 
The report uh, says that the drive will connect to a PS5 via USB, uh, USB-C port uh, on the back of the console. The site went on to claim that the PS5 will be sold on its own or in a bundle with a detachable disk drive, while these rumored disk drives will be made available for sale separately. No images of the rumored uh, new PS5 uh, model or the supposed dis- detachable disk drive were published in the report, but the story added the detachable drive would not ruin the aesthetics of the console. The new PS5 uh, model is said to be slimmer and lighter than the current system. The report had no mention of pricing. So if you guys, um, well, first and foremost, if you guys are still yet to having trouble trying to get yourself a PS5, this might be the time to try to go ahead and do it. Um, I know the holiday season's coming up, so it's probably going to be really, really hard to get one in the next month or so. Uh, but it definitely is something that you might want to try to think about getting, especially with the price increases that's been happening on uh, countries outside of the United States. We don't know if it's going to hit the United States or anything like that, but it's definitely something that you guys want to be on the lookout for. If you guys were uh, uh, on the fence of getting the disc or uh, discless one, I have the disc. I got the disc one. Um, but if you're on the fence of that, it sounds like this kind of solves that issue. This will also may help out with the unit uh, shortages that we've been having nationwide and worldwide for the PS5s. So if you guys have been having a hard time getting one, hopefully this time next year you'll be good to go. Um, however, we don't again we don't know what the prices a uh, pricing of that is, and with them not confirming a price for uh, the price increase for the PS5 for the United States, I wouldn't be surprised if this does come out and it's like six hundred bucks. Six uh, five fifty something like that. So my suggestions to you guys would be to go ahead and just get yourself a PS5 now. If you guys are interested in trying to get a PS5, digital or disc one. Um, otherwise, you guys can wait for this one, and we have no idea how expensive this may or may not be. So yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, of course, if you guys have any thoughts about this, feel free to throw it inside the comments. Uh, chat or you guys can uh, send us an email at least we try dot gaming at gmail.com story number two this one is one that I thought was very interesting too as well because this is talking about the people that were from the like a dragon franchise uh, ghost of not ghost of Tsushima um, Yakuza uh, and so say that making the impossible possible Ishin Darren bumped this from GameSpot for many years like a dragon I, uh, uh, oh yeah, Darren Bontus from GameSpot says this. For many years, Like a Dragon Engine has been one of the Yakuza game that Western fans have been unable to get their hands on unless they are willing to import a copy or learn another language so that they can navigate the, uh, the PlayStation storefront of Japan. Uh, a Japan exclusive released on PS3 and PS4 in 2013. Like a Dragon Ishin finally made its way back to, uh, to the West last year and is being rebuilt entirely in the Unreal Engine 4. Set in the 1860s, Kyo, a fictionalized version of Kyoto, uh, Ishin's focus on the fall of the samurai during a turbulent pr- uh, part of Japanese, Japan's history was originally, cons- originally considered to be impossible to localize by Ryu Gotoku uh, Studio, head of Masoya- Masoyoshi, Yokoyama. According to the Yokoyama, uh, this according to Yokoyama, this was largely due to in uh in our anachronistic challenges. So this one's a little interesting to me. I know that there are some games that will only be um 
region locked, if you will. There's some games that will do extraordinary well in Japan, and they're just not that well received in the United States. We come across that all the time. I've uh, I had to learn about that actually um, back in like the uh, PlayStation One era because there's a Dragon Ball Z game that I wanted to play so bad, but you can only have it in like working properly with Jap uh, Japan uh, <coughs> a Japan a Japanese console so or in their region. Um, online wasn't really back uh, big deck then, so they weren't really like region locked as far as like playing online, but. I know that one of my childhood neighborhood friends had like found a ghetto way to be for us to be able to play that game, and it was so ghetto. I had to take like a little like a, the cord on the cob holders, and you had to put it inside your place a PlayStation a certain way so that way the disc is spinning while it's open, and it's, it's it was so weird. It was so weird, but it worked, and so we were able to play the Dragon Ball Z game that way. I wish I remembered the name of the game. I wish I do remember what it was called. But it was definitely a lot of fun. It was definitely something that I really was just like, I wish this was just over here so I could just buy it easily. Um, <clears throat> so uh, fast forwarding to this, this is one that, like, it's exciting. I do want to see more of those Japanese, Chinese style games come on over, uh, especially since I'm huge inside the Japanese culture. Um, as far as, like, I love samurais, I love ninjas. Um, I love Ronin, like, I, I just love the way that they, anim, and pretty much anything that's anime related, and, and you have anime to blame for that, just because they kind of bring a lot of those cultures inside their shows, so it's just like, man, that's just really cool, I want to know more about that. So, seeing this, first and foremost, I didn't know that Ishin was something that's already been out and existed. My first time ever seeing this was literally last week at the, um, and it was literally at the, uh, the Tokyo Game Show. And they had said it was coming out the PS4, PS5, all those other consoles. So it was just like, okay, let's freaking go. So this is definitely my cup of tea right here. And I'm very excited that um, uh, Yokoyama is, has found a way to make it working uh, for for United States audience. So when that game comes out next year, I definitely want to focus on that and hopefully be able to play as much as that as I can. Um, and as, before we're going over story number three, I do want to show you guys... Um, what that looks like for uh, <clears throat> uh, like a dragon for some reason a part of me wanted to say Dragon Age uh, that would have been extremely wrong <laughs> but let's go here like a dragon Ishin. I'm going to show you guys some gameplay right here um, and here's a, yeah, here's a little 10 minute trailer we'll actually watch this together so we'll actually go ahead and do this I'm going to set this up gonna mute that real fast I'm gonna adjust my camera so that way we can just watch it all together and go from there. Oh, hold on one second. I gotta pause this. I was watching Bleach. Which ad experience do you prefer? On Hulu, as you can see. <laughs> so I'm gonna save that for after the stream. Um, but yeah, if I wanna go ahead and go here and I want to watch Like a Dragon, there we go. Two seconds, there we go, bam. Um, so this one's actually looks like it's the actual walkthrough of a gameplay. Um, so I do want to kind of watch that first, and then I do also want to go ahead and watch the um, the trailer as well, like the actual trailer that showed last week. So one second while I can set that up. Bam, there we go. All right. There we go. Cool. So here we go. Let's go take a look at this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some parts. Huh. 
Okay, so it's definitely very Yakuza. Yeah. Very, very, very Yakuza. I wonder if there's a lock-off feature at all. You just have to, because it looks like you have a lock-off right now. You just, just kind of swing. I've never been the biggest fan of uh, games that has the audience like kind of fade out in the background. And that's kind of what this did at first. When they, right before they went ahead and got into this fight, it was like outlaw. I actually remind them all this is exactly what I'm talking about. Right around here. So right here, and then it just fade out right there. I was, I've never really been a huge fan of that, and now it's like outlaw. Fast forward and that's where we're at. I hope you can actually kind of switch up your fighting style because I don't like the way I do a woman I don't like the way that he's kind of like holding his gun and the sword at the same time I'd rather just either have a sword or even just a gun but it's definitely it's extremely Yakuza for sure definitely how the interaction is it looks it looks pretty good uh, especially if this is gonna be like something that was on the PS4 well it's pretty good and for the record, we're not going to watch the whole 10 minutes of this gameplay. Just because it does. Obviously, 10 minutes is a while. Go look at this ad. Let's do that. Okay, so we, have, we still have the shop, so. Yeah, so. It literally just seems like Yakuza, but samurai slash with a gun. So it's like a Sengoku slash. Oh, here we go. See that that interaction was a little better. They just ran up to you and then just starting fight. See, I don't, I don't like I don't like just having to push up that sword. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just be able to have. I'd rather just have the sword. Okay, all right. Looks like there's options over here. Actually, I do see that. There's one where you use your fist, which is what he's using right now. Then you had the sword, yep, which I see that the switch to, and then the, yeah, okay, so that makes me a little bit more happy. That makes me a little bit more happy. I'm, I'm curious, though, as to what this is trying to accomplish, because if you look at some of the, uh, if you look at some of the, um, the icons, like the top icon, is the guy from, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's that, it's that one guy. I can't remember. I never played uh, Like a Dragon, but it's that one guy from there. Which is kind of telling me that I don't think there's an actual, like... This is kind of weird of how they're doing this. Still, I think it's going to be great. Like, I think it's going to be really fun, but as I'm seeing more gameplay of it, it is definitely weird of how they're actually doing this. Yep. Here. Alright. So now I'm gonna go ahead and go to the actual trailer itself so I can show you guys what we saw at um here it is. This is what we saw at the uh Tokyo it's falling down just a little bit. Kyo. A lone samurai embarks on his journey right press for revenge. 
時代遅れの男に切られ死ぬしかもこの世に存在しないはずのもう一人の自分に切られることになるんやからないやなあ坂本龍馬さんよいや<笑>そうや、そうだよ、だわいす、イーシン、like a dragon、だすてゲーム、だって言うせん、was not、or was impossible to come to the, the West、uh,、but here we are、almost like, well, like five, six months out、and we should have it、assuming that there's no delays or anything like that、so、be on the lookout for that、uh,。before we go over to story number three、I know I just gave you guys one thing before we go over、but here's another one、before we go over to story number three、I do want to go over our fantasy gaming league. So, for anyone that is curious up to what that is,、uh, literally on an on a annual basis, me and some of the boys from ALWT Gaming and friends of ALWT Gaming,、um, we literally do this thing that's very similar to fantasy football, but it's with video games. Instead of being against one person every week, which right now I'm, I, I, in my actual fantasy football, I won my first week, but I lost my second. So, Uh, yeah, what can you do? But on this one, for Fantasy Gaming League in general, it's on an annual basis instead of a weekly basis. And you're not just against one person, you're against everybody at the same exact time.、Uh, how you score points is that they go off of these ratings from Metacritic.、Uh, anything above 70 points gains you points, anything below 70 points loses you points. And if you're right at 70, you neither gain nor lose.、Um, there are something in here called counter picks, and those counter picks in general. Um, will are something that you can try to、uh, use. You only have one、uh, that you can use, and you can use it on、uh, use it at the very beginning, like after the draft, to try to screw over your your、uh, opponents. So, for example, if I if Silent had a game that I didn't think was going to do well or was not going to release, I would counter pick that game. If it came out, Then and it did great. Then not only would he still get those points, but I would lose those points because I was betting that that game was not going to do well. If it does vice versa, if, that come, if the game comes out and it does poorly, then I gain those points while he still loses those points like normal. But the little difference here is that if the game comes out, and, or if the game does not come out, if it gets delayed until like the next year or something like that, he cannot drop that game to pick up something else. Normally you can. Normally in a situation like that you can. But for counter pick games, you cannot, which kind of screws them over because that's one, less, that's one less slot that they'll have access to. So, Still in first place. 
Oh, no, we got a new first place person. Oh, okay. We got a new first place person. And it happens to be our person from last year, which is Carrot Patch Inc. He is in the lead with 86 points right now. He has on his list, he has Gran Turismo 7, got him 17 points. Tunic, 15 points. Splatoon 3, 13 points. Uh, Stray, 14 points. Salt and Sacrifice, 5 points. Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, uh, it's, it's still pending. Return to Monkey Island, he snuck that one in there. I never saw him pick that one up, but that got him 17 points. He has And he has an open spot still, and he has a counter pick of Chocobo GP, which got him an additional 5 points. And Chocobo GP was on Silence List, which is Renzoku Kim. Um, in second place is Moga, Make Ohio Great Again. He has Elden Ring, 31 points. Pokemon Legends Arceus, 14 points. Sifu, 10 points. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, 12 points. Marvel's Midnight Suns, pending to come out. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, 17 points. He has two open spots still. And he has a, and he has a counter pick of Suicide Squad, Killed the Justice League, which was also on Renzo Kukin's list. And that is not coming out this year. So he cost him a slot there. He cost, he cost him a slot. Um, and like I said, he has 83 points. Coming in third place right now is Zaka Corp, who has Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which got eight points. Saints Row got him negative six points. Total War Warhammer 3 got him 16 points. Xenoblade Chronicles got him 18 points. War, uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is pending. Scorn is pending. Live Alive is 11 points. Star Ocean, the Divine Forest is pending. And he has a counter pick of Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is on uh, Moga's list. Make Ohio great again. <laughs> and that is, uh, and he has 48 points. In fourth place is me representing LWD Gaming. I have Horizon Forbidden West, 18 points. A Plague Tale Requiem, pending. Ghostwire Tokyo, 7 points. Gotham Knights, pending. The King of Fighters, 15 or 10 points. I almost gave myself extra points. Mario Strikers Battle League, 3 points. Uh, I have the Callisto Protocol and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which, which are both pending. I have a counter pick of Bayonetta 3, which is on Illuminati's Living's List, and I have 38 points currently. And then in fifth place, we have Renzoku Kim, which is not far behind me. He's only back behind me by four points. He has 34 points. He has God of War Ragnarok, pending. Triangle Strategy, 13 points. Uh, Suicide Squad killed Justice League, not coming out this year. Jokopo GP, negative five points. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 15 points. Metro Prime 4, pending. Digimon Survive, six points. Slime Rancher 2, I don't think it's coming out this year. It's not coming out this year. And he has a counter pick of Diablo Immortal, which got him five points. And so, like I said before, he's at 34 points. And currently in last place right now is Illuminata's Living with Dying Light 2 Stay Human, 6 points. Bayonetta 3, pending. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, 2 points. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, pending. Diablo Immortal, negative 5 points. Shovel Knight Dig, pending. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, pending. He has an open spot. He has a counter pick of Saints Row, which was on Zaka Corp's list. And he got 6 points from that. So in, uh, with everything that being said and done, he has nine points. So there you have it. So looking at this list, yeah, I mean, like when you first looked at it, so the very first games that we've ever had, um, Eld, uh, Elden Ring, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Sifu, 
and Star, uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga and I think Marvel's Midnight Suns I think those were all Ohio's first list because I think you, you choose either four or five games I think you choose five games yeah um, uh, Renzokukin's list was God of War Ragnarok Triangle Strategy Suicide Squad Chicago Justice League Chocobo GP and then uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land that was all his first picks Mine was Horizon Forbidden West, Plague Tale Requiem, Ghostwire Tokyo, Gotham Knights. I had a different one. I think it was it wasn't Final Fantasy 16. I had a different one there because um, I take one of those back. So one of those was actually Final Fantasy 16 was actually Rinzokuki's list on um, one of them. Um, Di- uh, Luminous Living his first first five was Dying Light Two Stay Human. Bayonetta 3, Strange of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Marvel Plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. I don't think Diablo Immortal was one of his, too. I think he had to end up having to switch out a game, too, as well. Zaka Corp was Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Saints Row, Total Warhammer uh, 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That was So he actually has a lot that he switched out because that wasn't his first. Um, got him some points, though. And the last was Gran Turismo 7, which was Care Patching. Gran Turismo 7, Tunic, Splatoon 3, Stray. And I think it stopped there because I don't think Salt and Sacrifice was his per- first pick either. So, um, yeah, you guys will be getting updates about that pretty regularly. Give me one second. Which ad experience do you prefer? Yeah, I knew that was going to happen again, so we're good to go. <laughs> but yeah, so moving on to the next story. Xbox is still not done. Eddie Makuch from, uh, from GameSpot says this in the article. Um, Microsoft's gaming CEO, Phil Spencer, has suggested that the Xbox company might not be finished buying game studios. Speaking to Squawk Asia, Spencer said Microsoft doesn't have the luxury to be able to slow down due to the competitive nature of the gaming market. He pointed out some of the biggest companies in the gaming, Tencent and Sony, who are bigger than Microsoft in games and continue to acquire and invest more teams and content. Quote, this is a competitive market. I don't think we get... uh, to press pause on anything. Tencent is the largest gaming company in, on the planet today, and they continue to heavily invest in gaming content and creators, Spencer said. Uh, quote, Sony is a larger business than we are in gaming today, and they continue to invest. It's highly, a highly impe- uh, competitive market. We strive to be a major player, and we want to deliver the great content for our players, and we're going to remain active. End quote, end story. There's two things about this. One, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because for the longest time, uh, gamers would complain about not, or Xbox gamers specific, specifically would say that there's just no games on Xbox. You have uh, Gears of War, you have Halo, you have Forza. And I think that's it. Gears of War, Halo, Forza. Those were like the only ones that you had there. And then you had a couple one offs and spin offs and all that good stuff there. Um, third parties and all that. Like shooters were definitely felt better to play on Xbox. The thing, though, is that now they have Bethesda, they have Activision Blizzard, um, well, they have Bethesda, yes, they're acquiring Activision Blizzard, yeah, that's in the process right now. I don't think, I think that they're kind of saying this to kind of justify why they're kind of trying to sweep all these major corporations, Um, again, Bethesda, Activision Blizzard. At the end of the day, for me in particular, it doesn't really do anything, and I know I've said that before on a podcast, but I can, in the grand scheme of things, I can understand why people are just like, holy crap, Xbox bought Bethesda, or holy crap, cow, 
Xbox bought Activision Blizzard. Because think about it, if they wanted to go ahead and make uh, World of Warcraft free to play or free with Xbox Game Pass, they can. They technically can do that now. Same thing for any future Call of Duties. They're practically going to be free on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, any Skyrims in the future, free on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Wolfenstein's, if you guys are into that, free on Xbox Game Pass. Um, Xbox Game Pass, again, is definitely the best deal, like the best area to go for gaming is the best value in gaming. I still am waiting to get the games that are really like itching me on to go ahead and play it. Um, there are some games on there that I have tried out and I have been enjoying. So like Fight Night, I've been playing a lot of Fight Night lately. I still got to get to my um, Final Fantasy 13 to get further through that because I just I recently started that back up. But it's about to leave Game Pass, so that kind of makes me just a little sad. But ultimately, though, I'm getting back to my Final Fantasy roots because I want to get through a lot of these storyline-based Final Fantasy games before uh, 7 Remake Part 2 comes out, which is also known as Rebirth, which we'll have a whole other discussion about that because I know there's been discussions about that, that having it to be um, either completely different like kind of going with the remake style uh, uh, timeline or if they'll just be reverting back to the old games, which I don't mind them reverting back to the old games. I just wish that they're going to keep things exactly like how it was before from the old games. I would I would have preferred it to start off that way too. You know, so remake is general because of how different things ended up being. I have a very, 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 very hard time believing that they're going to revert back and not change anything inside of Rebirth or the final installment, whatever that's going to be called. Um, and I've already like I've already had an argument with that with some idiot on faith, uh, social media, all that good stuff. But we'll find out who's wrong. We'll find out who's wrong. Maybe it is me. Maybe it is me. You never know. So, um, but yeah. But my goal there is that Game Pass allows me to play some of those older games that I have yet to actually complete and is on my backlog. Um, I'm just waiting for those games to act like some of those games that really come out that's like Xbox exclusive that's making me want to go ahead and jump inside Xbox more than my PlayStation or just as much. That still has yet to happen. So we'll have time will tell. We'll see how that's all going to go. We do obviously have Starfield that's coming out at the end of next year, which for me, again, doesn't really do anything because I'm not really the biggest sci-fi person. I'll try it out. If it's going to be included with Game Pass, I'll try it out, but... I don't know if I'm going to be the audience for that, but Redfall is something I was interested in, and I wouldn't mind jumping into. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Prime uh, Exo Primal, like that looks like a really chaotic ar arcadey style, like great time with friends. I would not mind playing that. Um, and we talked about that too at the uh, Tokyo Game Show because they showed a little bit more of that there. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, story number four we have here. This one was a little interesting one. And on some uh, podcasters uh, page, this is probably their story number one because it happened earlier today and it's, it's very interesting. Dead Space, the creators of Dead Space is making an Iron Man. Zach Zwanzen uh, from Kotaku says this in the article. Today, EA and Marvel announced that the motive uh, that Motive Studio is developing a new single-player third-person action-adventure game starring Iron Man. This confirms earlier rumors that such a game was nearly was in early development at Motive, the, stu uh, the same studio behind the upcoming uh, Dead Space remake. This new Marvel game was quietly announced and confirmed on Twitter's via on Twitter via the a few tweets from Motive, Marvel, and the official Iron Man account. 
Motive also released a press release with more details about the game, which the studio says is currently still in quote-unquote early development. According to Motive, the team working on this now unnamed um, Iron Man game is being led by Oliver Prolix, Prolix, who previously worked on 2021's Fantastic Guardians of the uh, Ga uh, Galaxy game. Quote, we have a great opportunity to create a new, a unique, a new and unique story that we can call our own. End quote. Uh, said Prolix. Quote, Marvel is encouraged. Uh, Marvel is encouraging us to create something fresh. We have a lot of freedom, uh, which is so engaging for the team. Motive of Marvel did not have many, uh, many other details to share, which makes sense. The game is still in pre-production phase. So it will be a few years before we see anything substantial about it or get a release date or anything like that. So I have pros, I have cons. My pros are, it is an Iron Man game. It sounds pretty cool and I think it'll be pretty cool, especially if they if there's certain like, I don't know, I know Dead Space was known for like dramatic deaths and they're like there's like a, a cutscene for every style of death that you had i don't know think it would be that level for um this iron man game but i think that if they're able to cater that attention to detail to other aspects like maybe it's crashes maybe it's fights whatever the case is i think that'd be very interesting to kind of come across um it will be i think it'll be really fun to kind of go as iron man and and the reason why i kind of say that too as well is because when i had um played anthem we did that for our nine to, our, our sin segment earlier this year um uh, uh it's we actually kind of picked it up because i started it once before all, all last year two years ago something like that and then we picked it up again for our sin segment and then we finished it this year so we actually beat the game so the flying mechanics in that was really awesome and it felt like you were iron man so if they could do something that's very similar to that th th there might be something here for this there might be something here for that my cons i am completely and utterly marveled out and i'm not just talking about marvel in general i'm talking about specifically the avengers specifically them um the individual movies was Fantastic, And I can't even say just the Avengers. I'm talking about the main face of the Avengers that we see. When I say the Avengers, 99% of you guys are going to be thinking Iron Man, Thor. Uh, not, don't, not even putting Black Panther in there because he actually hasn't had a lot of screen time. But like Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Wanda, Wanda Vision, like all those people, Hulk, whatever. Um with that being said, like like I said, I've just like the individual movies were amazing when they were coming out. I was really liking them. Iron Man one, two, whatever. Um, the first Avengers movie was great. Like they, they did a really good job with it. When they finished it with Endgame and Infinity War, my time with those characters was done. They gave me a conclusion. Captain America passed off the shield. Spoiler alerts if you guys haven't seen it yet. At this time, you guys should have seen it, <laughs> but. Spoiler alert, so in case you guys haven't seen it, you've been warned. So yeah, Captain America passed off the shield. Black Widow is no longer with us. Um, uh, uh, Buck and whatever, like Buck and uh, Falcon are now teamed up and all that good stuff. Hawkeye's out there. Vision's out there. It's one of those things that's just like, 
okay, my time with them is done, and I liked how Infinity War slash Endgame had ended, but then when Disney came around and gave me TV shows of these same exact characters, I'm like, what are we doing here? They, they gave me this. Like, how come there's a movie about Black Widow when we know that she died already? Like, it's kind of showing her TV series, like, was, like, in the past. And I get it, legal actions and all that good stuff, which is why the movie or series came out after the movie itself came out. I get that. But if they weren't going to release it before the Avengers started, I think they, I think they would have been better off just canceling it. Like, to be completely honest with you. But, again, it's just so polluted with so much of those same exact Avengers that just is just not exciting for me before. Like, the Thor Love and Thunder, as amazing as that movie probably is, I just I can't bring myself to watch it. Because I'm just so... There's just so much Marvel of that particular Avengers that's being thrown at you. Um, Black Panther, I'm still excited for. But I'll probably feel the same way about Black Panther if they just keep on hitting me with so much, so much, so much. Moon Knight, I want to be excited for. But I, but again, I couldn't get into Moon Knight because at that point, I've already been completely like marveled out. They have a, have so many different Marvel uh, uh, series out there, and Disney just was like throwing it down your throat with nothing. like It wasn't like spacing it out. So... I go back. I say all that to say that this uh, Iron Man game it sounds cool, and I definitely am going to check it out. And I can't wait to see what the trailer is going to look like. But is it going to be a day one buy for me? Probably not, because I, like I said, I am pretty, pretty marveled out for the most part. Maybe give it some more time, <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and get back to it. I even have Marvel's Avengers on my PS5 and on Game Pass right now, and I just have yet to actually start it just because that's how uh, Marvel that I've been. Like, I know it's a great game, I just haven't gotten to it just because of what Disney's been pushing all these TV series and stuff. So, yeah, so there you go. So if you guys, of course, if you, if you guys have any other difference of opinions or anything like that, feel free to share them. Um, we can definitely talk it out, but that's kind of where I stand right now with a lot of the, the Marvel news and updates and all that. Uh, and then I got a couple fun ones for you guys real fast. Um, so the first fun one is an anime fun one. So this one is Ryan D D uh, Dinesdale from uh, IGN. He says this in the article. It's Hunter x Hunter. The Hunter x Hunter manga is finally returning to uh, in November following a four-year hiatus from the uh, author Yoshihiro Togashi. As reported by Polygon, the Shonen Jump Twitter account confirmed below, which is in Japanese, uh, that the next volume of Hunter x Hunter will be released in Japan on November 4th. The previous volume was released on October 4th, 2018, as Togashi was forced to stop producing as uh, his long-running series due to health issues. Uh, there wasn't any confirmation of English, English release date for the volume, but the last volume arrived in the U.S. around 10 months after it was released in Japan, meaning it could still be some time before American fans can get their hands on the new chapters. Hunter x Hunter has been forced in and out of hiatus since 2006 as a result of uh, debilating um, back problem for, uh, uh, suffered by to uh, Togashi. After a long period without any updates, the author took to Twitter in May to announce that he was once again working on the series. So, for anyone that is a Hunter x Hunter fan, I liked Hunter x Hunter a lot. First season, interesting to me. Second season started picking up a little bit. Third season started, <coughs> third season started really scaling up. 
One second while I grab a drink. Thank you. So yeah, so third season was starting to really scale up, and then the fourth season, which is the Kamehameha arc season, I believe, that's when it completely shifted for me, and I was like, what the heck is this anime? This is insane. And so with that being said, I think that this is long overdue. I understand health issues. Take care of yourself first by all, by any means necessary. That, take care of yourself first. I get that. Um, but yeah, but this is a very, very long time. I don't know if Hunter x Hunter is going to have the same flair as it did before, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see exactly how this is going to go. I know a lot of people, it's hotly anticipated. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this. And we'll just have to kind of see where this picks up at because um, the part that the anime ends, uh, which I'm not going to spoil for you guys in case you guys are trying to like binge watch it for the first time or all that before you start reading the manga again or whatever. Um, but the way it ends is like kind of concluding what Gon was trying to do in the first place. So he finally kind of reaches that goal to a degree. So very curious to see where this is going to pick up from and and how it's going to proceed from here so yeah once again japanese audience you guys will be checking that out this november it sounds like um american audience hopefully you don't have to wait as long hopefully you don't have to wait as long we'll have to wait we'll have to wait and see uh another fun one here we have for you guys is dragon ball z kakarot is getting a ps5 slash xbox series x slash s Upgrade and new story DLC. Um, Dragon, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Darren Bonthis from uh, GameSpot says this in the article. Bandai Namco has announced that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot will be getting a current gen console upgrade and new DLC expansions. More details on the PS5 and Xbox Series XS version of the game will be revealed in time. And Bandai Namco added that all previously available and upcoming DLC will be available on the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS. Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC simultaneously. The fourth DLC expansion and the first of the three new campaigns of the, uh, of the season past two will focus on Goku's father, Bardock. Based in 1990, original video animation Bardock, uh, father of Goku, Bardock alone, again fate, uh, alone against fate sees the Saiyan race against time to save the planet Vegeta from being destroyed by the warlord Frieza. Bayonet Namco said that this DLC will be will compete will com, be a complete produ, uh, reproduction of this classic story and will feature interactions with the other Saiyans between missions and will conclude with a climat, climatic battle against Frieza. So, with that being said, I am I am excited about this. I do want to and I'm wearing a, a Saiyan shirt for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So, I am excited about this. I haven't, I beat the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game, and there's a, a couple things I wanted to say about that. And I know I mentioned this before on the podcast, but you guys are only here with me right now, so I'm going to go and share with you guys once again. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I believe, came out too late. The reason why I say that is because we have, all right, so Tenkaichi, um, when, right, so Budokai 1, 2, 3 was all cool. That was just this little Mortal Kombat style side fighter cool everything worked out with that then Taichi, then tenkaichi came out and that's when it started kind of having the 3d like you can fly around the world type style and i always thought it would be really dope if they had an rpg style dragon ball z game like that me my vision was a little bit more multiplayer and my also my vision was more of like a campaign style like 
open world as you're going through the actual full story of Dragon Ball Z. Um, like, like for just one little example out there, if I'm Goku and I'm at this part of the story and I'm flying, I might look down and I'll see a car going by, and in that car happens to be the androids, 17, 18, and 16. Um, that will, that's kind of the stuff that was going into my head. And I still think that that would have been super dope, but then, like, yeah, you, nothing happened. Then you had Tenkaichi come out. Then you had Tenkaichi 2, Tenkaichi 3. Then you had Raging Blast, Raging Blast 2. Then you had Ultimate Tenkaichi. Then you had Buddha, uh, uh, Then you had the Burst, Dragon Ball Z Burst and stuff. They had all these different variations of Dragon Ball Z, and they just followed the same story that we already knew, um, which, again... It's not bad if it's towards the beginning, but now it just felt like every Dragon Ball Z game was almost the same. So that's where it kind of got a little like, eh, okay. Um, I think that Dragon that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot would have been absolutely amazing if they came out way earlier, at least five, six years earlier than they did. Because now we have Xenoverse 1 and 2 even. I like 1 better, but we have Xenoverse 1 and 2, and they kind of, like, that's when they switched it up because... Now it's almost like it felt like you were playing a special episode for that entire game, something that you haven't necessarily seen before because you have the villains are getting super powered up and all that good stuff. They actually have your creative character incorporated inside the actual story. That was very, very, very clever and creative that they did for Xenoverse. Kakarot is not that. Kakarot is literally the RPG that I've been wanting for the longest time, but they just just now recently came out with that. So. Yeah, so more to have on that. Um, we'll have to kind of see what they do there. One thing that I am excited to do when I finally get back to Kakarot is to play the DLC. Because I, I, I played the Raditz fight, which that was awesome when we first played it. Frieza was cool. Um, but then after that, it felt very similar. Like, it just felt like the same stuff. But just like you have from the other Dragon Ball Z games. And then it wasn't until you got back to Cell or... Majin Buu actually like Cell Majin Buu era that's when it started kind of feeling different again and especially that Majin Buu fight you're definitely doing all sorts of like like stuff that you wouldn't have in your other uh, Dragon Ball Z games so I thought that was really cool but one of the things I'm excited for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is the fact to play the DLC after that the stuff that really goes inside Super so fighting Beerus fighting Whis for the first or not well sparring against Whis, if you will, going through the Tournament of Power, going through the Tournament versus uh, six and uh, Universe 6 and 7, all that good stuff, running into uh, uh, Black Freeze or whatever. So I think all of that would be really, really cool to kind of experience in a video game setting for Kakarot moving forward. I just have yet to actually pick it up. This one right here with Bardock, this Bardock DLC, that could be cool. I, I do feel like there's a story that we're pretty familiar with already, but I can't think of any time that actually was in a video game setting where you're playing as Bar Bardock as heavily as you would before. So this could actually work out. It might be actually something awesome and we'll have to wait and see. But I am excited that it's coming out the a PS5 upgrade because I already have it on the PS4. So I could just pop the disc in, upgrade it. We should be good to go, assuming they let the upgrades be for free. Um, another fun one we have is... God of War Ragnarok file size is massive. Joshua Duckworth from Game Rant says this in the article. A recently updated God of War Ragnarok PS4 download page seemingly reveals the file uh, size of the, uh, to be 90.6 gigabytes on the last gen console. 
Seemingly, uh, seemingly is the key word here, as this is likely to be somewhat changed ahead of the game's launch. Still, it's interesting because God of War 2018's God of War was around 45 gigs, so this is double the uh, predecessor. Uh, this is that literally says right here, meaning God of War Ragnarok is double its predecessor. I'm excited about that. God of War Ragnarok is, after all, shaping up to be a massive game. Not only is the wrapping up uh, Kratos Norse Saga, but players will be traveling to new realms, battling massive bosses, and so on. There is some context missing here, though it's, a, though it's a good baseline to understand how much room fans will need to set aside. So yeah, so if you guys are looking into getting God of War Ragnarok and you have other games that's on your PS5 uh, or your PS4, you might want to make some room. You might want to make some room because it sounds like it's going to be about 90 gigs, which is just 30 to 50 gigs less than what your average Call of Duty is right now. So there you have it. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our All Things Gamer right there. Yeah. We got through it. Like I said, almost at 45 minutes, just a little bit uh, over. Um, just definitely want to remind you guys that if you guys are watching this right now on Twitch, uh, and you guys have a uh, Twitch account and a Prime uh, Amazon Prime account. If you guys merge those together, you guys actually get a free uh, Twitch uh, sub every single month. And you guys are able to give that to any Twitch streamer. If you guys would like to use that for ALW Gaming, we would be greatly appreciated. We'd be ecstatic. I'll do a backflip for you guys. Maybe not that because I haven't done one in so long. But um, I would definitely, uh, we would obviously appreciate that, and it's and it's free. You know what I mean, that's five bucks you're wasting otherwise, as Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games would say. Um, if you guys don't want to use it for us, use it for somebody else. Use it for Sweet Family. Use it for Kind of Funny Games. Use it for Ruzu, whatever like that. Aru, whatever her name is. Like, use it for any other Twitch streamer. Just don't let it go to waste. Because right now, that that's all that's happening. If you're not using it, so you might as well go and use it. So again. Uh, that's your Twitch uh, account mixing in with your Amazon Prime account. You have Twitch Prime, and you can use a sub for free to any Twitch streamer. For more details and information about anything that we have going on, please make sure you guys are busy visiting our social media platforms, such as Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in AOWD Gaming, and you will be right on there. Um, if on YouTube, if you have tr trouble finding us with AOWD Gaming, which by now you probably shouldn't, but if you do, just type in at least we tried gaming because at least we tried. Uh, and then lastly, I also want to throw out there to you guys. If you guys have a sweet tooth for energy drinks, make sure you guys go to Rep Sports, R-E-P-P Sports.com. That is R-E-P as in Paul, P as in Paul, uh, Sports.com. Type in ALWT Gaming at checkout and get 15% off your race energy drinks, your water, uh, your workout powders, your water supplements, all of that good stuff. You guys can go ahead and do that. Even the shirts, you guys can get 15% off. Just type in ALWT Gaming at checkout. Um, but primarily, Raise Energy Drinks, that's what I can go off of because I have had cases and cases and cases, and they're quite delish with zero sugar. So REPPSports.com, type in ALWT Gaming at checkout, get 15% off. That is 1-5% sign off. Um, this, Saturday, uh, this Thursday is going to be our SIN. We're going to be picking back up with uh, uh, Iceborne um, on Monster Hunter World. And then this Saturday, as it stands, we were talking about doing V Rising, but there's no confirmation on that. So I might just go ahead and have us do Val, uh, Valheim. We have had we have done Valheim before for a nine to five. So that's that's this is me breaking my one rule. Normally it's a it's a brand new game we've never played before. 
or played extremely little of, and then we go on into the, the rest of it, have an assessment about it, and we'll talk about it um, at the end of our stream. But this week, I think we might be doing a little bit more of Valheim. So be on the lookout for that. There's nobody else I got to ask who's, who, how's everyone doing? If they don't have anything else to say. So until next time, everybody, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And control all. Peace.